Hello, everybody. Welcome back. This is the Luck We Had a Shameless Recap podcast. We are in it now. We are back, guys, and we're on season... Actually, we didn't introduce yourselves. Hi, my name's Amanda. I'm one of your hosts. Hi, I'm Evan. I'm one of your other hosts. And I'm Lena, and I'm back with a vengeance. <laughs> and we are back for season five. It, you know what? This might get posted in June. I don't know. Who I don't knows? know how long of a break we're gonna if we're gonna take. Someone, case, happy Pride, everyone. Happy, happy Pride. <laughs> I'm gonna. Someone tweeted me the other day. They was like, "When is the luck we had coming back?" I was like, "Bestie, I don't Good know." Question. <laughs> um, as of now, today is Monday, May second, the day that we are recording this. Um, how yep. has everyone's May second been today? I've been reading uh, this this Destiel fic that is making me lose my entire fucking mind because I've been in a Destiel headspace for an entire week after meeting <laughs> Misha Collins in the cast trench coat. I'm in a week. Ugh. More like Ugh. the last five months. <laughs> I had the wildest last three or four days ever. I was in Canada yesterday. I saw. I was what? Like, okay, um, and I'm in, in Ohio today. Uh, yeah, me and my roommates went to Canada Uh saturday morning and returned back to uh michigan sunday morning and then i moved back home for the summer so i'm back in ohio now but i have done damn you have made i want to see like your like i worked at i worked a nine to five today as well um yeah well okay to be fair windsor is only about an hour away from where we live in ann arbor for school so do you need a you need a passport right I did. I do have a passport. Well, and I had to. I had to actually get my passport renewed because it expired last year. But I did get my passport renewed. They freaking grilled us going into the going into Canada. They freaking grilled us coming out of Canada. It was like basically nothing. Grilled you for what? Just like going into Just, Canada? Yeah, lots of questions, lots of follow up questions. They wanted like specific answers to every. Well, because they were like where you stay. We they asked how long we were staying. We said a night and like why we were there. We said celebrating a birthday. And they were like, well, where are you staying? And we said, an Airbnb. And then they said, which one? And I was like, which one? It's like a house. It's like someone's (laughs) house. That's so weird. But yeah, I had to give them the address of the Airbnb we stayed at. That's so weird. That's really weird. I wasn't, I'm surprised they had to give like all of your information. Yeah, they also asked like, five follow-up questions they asked if we had any guns in the car (laughs) i feel like they always have to do that which for the record we didn't um (laughs) and then they kept asking follow they were like so you don't carry any guns at all even like outside of this car like like you don't have a you don't own a gun at all you've never seen a gun i was like wrapped up right i was like i was like no fucking look at me i don't carry a gun <laughs> what a weird line of questioning yeah, yeah. Really weird. i'm like i've is always it just wanted cause... to go to canada but that makes me nervous as hell because i'm just a suspicious looking person i feel like i'd get grilled for nothing it was fine but we were just like like what are you talking about we're just like a bunch of 20 year old kids like no yeah. <laughs> That's so weird. Oh my god. I can't believe your semester's over already. That's crazy. Yeah, Michigan is uh, super early. My spring break was in February. Oh yeah. Jesus. Damn. Yeah. But yeah, this so this might come out in June just to give us time because I am definitely going to record my Mickey episode and drop it yes. before we drop episode one of season five. So it's gonna be so good. Yeah. We need to get it out there and it's gonna be out there. But in, but now it's season five. Now it's season five, y'all. We fucking made it over the hump. We made it over Emily, and now we're here. I could probably say (laughs) season five, maybe, like, season four is maybe, like, up there with it. But season five is probably my most rewatched season out of all the Shameless. 
It's Milk it's of the Gods. Really this episode, season. honestly, I have rewatched this episode countless of times just because it's like good. It's so good. Besides like one or two parts that I dislike. <laughs> I feel like this season does a really good job of balancing comedy and drama. Yeah. Um, season four was definitely majority drama. We're yeah. definitely getting into a season that I have rewatched the least. Like I've rewatched <laughs> Ian and Mickey scenes, but I I rewatched all of this before season six started, and then I never touched it again. So I've rewatched season five the least out of any huh. other season. I think you're gonna be very impressed. I agree. Yeah. So like I've seen it once before, but like not in a very long time. Okay, sir. Yeah. Let's yeah. And so Lena did the notes this week. I got uh, silly Lena. With did, them. <laughs> did you want to lead the discussion? Do you want me to lead the discussion on your notes? Do you want? Do we want Evan to do it? What do we want to do? I can do it if you want me to. I kind of was hoping to this time, but okay, Evan, no, knock it out. No, no Lena, Evan, you go. You I do seriously it. Seriously, think you should next time. I will. I'll do it next. Like week. I want to. I want to lock that in. All right, I'm locking uh, it in. Okay, locked it in. Evan's leading next time. Um, <laughs> do you want to do? I mean, you can do like. The, Let, yeah, let's the get these credentials credits. out of the way. Yeah. This is season five, episode one, Milk of the Gods. It's a good title, too. Mm-hmm. It aired on New Year, New New Shameless. It aired on January 11, 2015, written by Nancy Pimentel. We know this bitch. This is the eighth of 27 episodes this woman has written on. She's right on every season. It's too many episodes, including the Hall of Shames. Literally the goat. Yeah. This episode was directed by Christopher Chulock. This is his second of 11 shameless directing credits. The first was 410, Liver I Hardly Know Her. This one. Then he does Carl's for Sentencing, which is 509. Love Songs in the Key of Gallagher. I hate, oh God, the, the hatred well I have for that episode. It's well directed. I just hate it a lot. Uh, <laughs> 601, I Only Miss Her When I'm Breathing. 604, Going Once, Going Twice. 612, fam- Familia Supra Gallagorius Omnia. 701 Heareth, 705 Own Your Shit, 709 Ura Burrows, and 1112 Father Frank Full of Grace. Goddamn. They said hello. They disappeared. <laughs> well, he had such a huge gap, but then it was like they brought him back to direct the finale because mm. John Wells wouldn't. <laughs> Sick and twisted. He was also an executive producer on seasons five through seven, and his other credits include Animal Kingdom, which is very good and apparently coming back, even though it literally hasn't had a new season in like three years. Longmire, ER, a lot of others. This is a busy man. He's booked and busy. Okay. Animal Kingdom is really good and has a really good queer couple on it, but it literally hasn't had a new episode in like three full years. I feel like I've definitely asked, what even is that show about? It's a, it's a family, it's a family that does crimes oh um so shameless. yeah but okay. but it's but it's by the beach and it's sexy oh. like serving okay. the riches oh well but the riches, a little bit the riches a little bit in the south and less sexy mini driver is very sexy though i think em- i think emmy has directed an episode of animal kingdom like it's good um it just it's so inconsistent when are we speaking that? of emmy did you see that weird show that she just like all of a sudden was like hey guys i'm in this are you talking about angeline yeah. Yeah, she shot that no, so I long was, ago. I was just gonna ask. I was like, when do you guys think that's coming out? Because I am fucking fascinated. Yeah. It's um, coming out on Peacock like soon, I think. Soon-ish. Yeah. Well, because Angeline is just like an LA cryptid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's yeah. real and she's around. And she's still, still alive. Around. Like, I found her Instagram and I was yeah, like, homegirl's still kicking it, but she looks crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's getting older. Like, Fiona, I mean, oh my god, Fiona. Fucking uh, Emmy looks like really good, like, as that character, but I'm just like, they literally said she was like i've been waiting four years to share this with you and i was like girlfriend yeah no they shot it forever ago 
like honestly years they ago. They shot it pre-pregnancy. Yeah, like they yeah. shot it so long ago. Yeah. Um, but those and those prosthetics look really seamless. Like Oh yeah. I couldn't tell. No, neither um, could I. I was first I was like, that's her? Yeah. <laughs> All uh, right. Is that the only that's I feel like that's the only shameless project that I am anticipating. I don't think anybody else has anything good um, or wor- no, noteworthy. I I not nothing correct. that I know of. I think Chanel is working on a pilot actually. Uh Oh I, yeah. But I'm not Cam... totally sh- I'm not totally sure Cam is in Rome right now. That's all I know. He's like chilling in Italy. Yeah. <laughs> Emma is a 20-year-old. Ethan's a 20-year-old. They're just do Ethan's hanging out with Tana Mojo. I don't know what's going on. Oh god. Yeah, <laughs> no, they're so like anymore. friends. I do I do still follow Emma on TikTok and so I see her videos sometimes. She's kind of silly with it. Yeah, no, but, she like I love her. I like I hate her, but I love her. <laughs> well, what I recently found out, and I hope I I don't know if she'll talk more about this or anything like that. But she did reveal recently that when she was like a teenager, she got taken by one of those like troubled teen outdoor. Oh, like the mountain top thingies, like mm-hmm. when they take you oh, to the shit. wilderness. Basically, like legal kidnapping. Yeah, she she was taken in one of those programs, and I she never she never disclosed how long she was there, but she. Yeah, because she filmed, like, else. every year of her life, basically, on Shameless. I wonder when they, like, she went well, to that. she's been pretty open about having struggled with addiction in her mm-hmm. teenage years. She, I think, had, um, like, drug and alcohol dependencies and maybe some other issues. But, uh, so that I hate to say been... it, but when you're growing up on a show like that, hmm, I, that's or just, very... Or just in the industry in general, it just, yeah. that's yeah. just kind of what happens. But she reposted, or I guess, like, supported somebody else coming forward with their story this other girl who wrote a book about her time in the troubled teen industry mm. and she basically was like i never spoken about this publicly but i i was i did have to spend some time in one of those facilities and it was not good um That's insane i did not see that on her yeah. story or anything it was on i think she it was on her like tiktok or instagram but i don't mm. know if she'll i don't know if she'll talk more about it um that's obviously up to her but it was just interesting to find out yeah that's really yeah that's insane to hear another child star whose story i'm like very excited to finally get to hear is uh the i forget the girl's name but uh sam from sam jeanette Jeanette mccurdy McCurdy. oh my god i'm glad my mom her book i'm glad my mom died oh yeah i've been seeing just clips of her on these podcasts just talking about some of her childhood and i was like this girl went through the ringer as a child star like she said she did not see any of her money from her child acting no i yeah i heard that like because they're supposed to be like it's like the cooper account or something like yeah it's like they take 15 off the top so put it in your account save it till you're 18 her mom took like all of the money and the 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 account was never properly like secured so the money just was going into her parents bank account the entire time right and i mean i knew a little bit about her story like before she started been, promoting this book and stuff but because she's been outly like, about yeah. it like about having like a hard time in the industry in the last couple of years but like this is her well, going into it and like the whole reason sam and cat got canceled is because somebody hacked her phone or her iCloud and or whatever when, like, her... leaked her pictures yeah and she got blamed for it and they canceled sam and cat like insane yeah. insane and then i and then she like spent some time in like some mental health programs i think and yeah just definitely really interesting to hear about like a lot about how the industry affects child actors and Mm -hmm. how a lot of the time we tend to put the blame on the actors 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when when I, like when it's fully on the it's parents. It's always the adults. It's always on the, the parents. It's on the adults that are supposed to take care of them that don't, whether that's their parents or their producers or their managers. It's just yeah. like... Yeah. But, uh, Speaking of fucked up kids, let's get into Shameless. Yeah. <laughs> so this is episode 501, Milk of the Gods. The synopsis is Fiona balances her day job and a crush on her boss. Lip leaves college and begins a job in demolition. Ian helps Svetlana. Veronica begins to work at the alibi. Kevin acts as a stay-at-home father, and Frank unveils a secret project. I feel like this synopsis does not do this episode Mm-mm. justice. Sure doesn't. Um, because a that's lot more goes on in here. The top. Yeah, that's like that's like the where that's, Ian helps Svetlana, right? Ian it's like that's Svetlana. kind of the where did we leave off? Uh, <laughs> But the previously on was done by everyone in the kitchen with the, you want to know what happened last year on Shameless? And they're all talking over each other. Um, I came out. He came came out. out. (laughs) I did. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, this season recap was very long. So I split it up by character instead of how it was like presented chronologically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last season on Shameless, Fiona left Coke out and Liam got into it and overdosed. She was arrested. Tensions rose between her and Lip over her fault for the incident. Fiona pleads guilty to child endangerment, becomes a convicted felon, and then is on house arrest. She goes on a bender and violates probation, then goes back to jail. She's let out of jail. She attends NA and or AA as part of her probation and starts working at Patsy's Pies, a restaurant that employs mostly recovering addicts and felons. Uh, Frank... His liver was failing, but he's not ready to die, so Carl helps him track down his oldest daughter, Sammy. They're not a match for organ donation. Frank and Sheila get married while he's in a coma. Frank (laughs) receives an emergency liver transplant, and Sheila and Sammy butt heads. Kevin V have their babies. That was literally the only (laughs) Kevin V shown. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Debbie is eager to grow up and receive attention from boys. She tries to to seduce an older guy, Maddie. He rejects her, but also definitely grooms her. Ian returns home from a stint in the army. Mickey and Ian rekindle their relationship, but disagree about Mickey staying in the closet. So Mickey comes out for Ian. Svetlana threatens Mickey to help take care of their son, Yevgeny. Ian won't get out of bed, and the family suggests that he might be bipolar. Mickey refuses to send him to the hospital. Lip struggles in college because he can't apply himself. He starts seeing Amanda, his roommate's ex-girlfriend, and she basically sugar mommies him. <laughs> so girl boss of her. Love right. That. Additionally, Jimmy Steve returns but doesn't make it known to anyone. And the last end clip of season four. Fucking mic drop on that. So let's start with the episode. It's let's summertime go. in Chicago. Let's do this. I love a summer season. Yes. Ironic that they aired a summer season during the winter. It's like, I know winter is their so mis- season, but like, my God, it feels so out of the story. So we whisk over the city and are taken to Sheila's house. Sheila and Frank are waking up in the morning and Frank seems to be pretty content with life in bed with her until he notices that they have a third <laughs> in the bed with them. It's Chucky. Wearing. Chucky has so many lines in this episode. <laughs> he's he has silly, so though. He truly has so many fucking lines. It's Chucky, and he's wearing his I Heart Grandpa shirt. Mm. Um, he crawled in in the middle of the night after a bad dream, and he's in the house in the first place because Sammy came home with a date and kicked him out of the trailer. Frank promptly like pushes him off the bed, and he lands with like a thump. <laughs> it just like rolls off and plop. <laughs> <laughs> He goes, ow. Like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> yeah. Sheila tells Chucky to get ready for school and Frank to take his meds and record his vitals. Frank sits up with fully tented boxers. 
and says he can't. He has a big project he's working on. So she tells him again to go take his meds and his vitals and then throws like the record notebook at him. So he gets up. In the city, a building is being demoed and there's a crowd gathered to watch. Debbie rides by on her bike, seeing Carl, who's now sporting a pair of crutches and a cast. He says that they're tearing the building down for asbestos. Because Ethan went and broke his fucking leg first. I Wait, no. Kev was the first one to break a leg and then Carl. Uh, she tells him that she's leaving and Carl asks to get a ride home on the back of the bike. But she won't because she's running an errand, quote unquote, and then going right to school. Carl says he's not going to school, even though it's the last day, because he's on track to flunk the sixth grade again. And they have, like, a few very pointed lines about Carl's broken leg to just really cement the fact that they had to just write it in because mm-hmm. Ethan actually broke his leg. They say, like, Carl does it by, like, skateboarding. That's how Yeah, they're like, yeah. because you busted up your ankle on your stupid skateboard. Well, he's like, <laughs> give me a ride. These crutches are killing my wrists. And it's like, okay. It just, isn't that how Cam breaks his leg? Didn't Cam break his leg on a fucking skateboard? Cam broke his leg playing soccer. Someone slide, oh, someone slide tackled yeah. into his shin. Ooh. Not so good. first... It was a first. Break Steve too. breaks his leg. Then Ethan breaks his leg. Then, <laughs> then Cam breaks his leg. I will never idiots. get over the fact that Cam broke his leg because they had to change Ian and Mickey's entire storyline after yeah. that. Yeah, because there was supposed to be <laughs> shit with the cartel. Yeah, and then I love watching the scene where like Ian does end up like falling and breaking his leg. But if you watch every scene leading up to that, Ian's he's like hobbling. sitting. He's, he's either yeah, sitting he's... or standing still or leaning against something. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, the, the, when he's, like, walking through the backyard, just hobbling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or they, they put him in those, like, red sweatpants that, like, cover his, <laughs> yeah. that, like, cover his calf. He looked, like, so out of place. I was like, Ian would not be wearing Dude, that fucking tracksuit. Dude, with those red pants, I'm like, he would not wear those. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, sorry. This, so, so Idiots Debbie breaking their fucking leg. Yeah. It's hard to break your leg. Like, ow. Cam's was a legit clean break, too. I saw that x-ray. <laughs> it looked painful. Uh, so Debbie leaves, and this scene is kind of silly because Emma and Ethan seriously play, like, annoyed siblings perfectly, in, especially yeah. in this season, because they're both kind of coming of age at this point. Back at the Gallagher house, Liam, Fiona, and Sean, whom we have yet to officially meet, by the way, are setting up the pool for the summer. We just, he's just there. He's just established and there, and we're like, we're just like, who, whom's to the fuck is this guy? Because <laughs> if we remember... Last season, we met Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who will not make an appearance in the show ever again. So yeah. Sean is the I think Jeffrey he got the Dean. Walking Dead job after this. Yeah, no, he definitely yeah, did. He That's is. exactly what happened. But played by Dermot Mulroney, not to be confused with Dylan McDermott, Sean <laughs> is meant to retcon JDM's character from the season four finale as the manager of Patsy's. And they do throw in a line about how he wasn't the one who hired her, but he can fire her. So they imply that he took over for JDM's character, Charlie. I remember yeah. being so excited and then being so disappointed and being yeah. like, who that? Who that? Well, also, he looked fine as hell. I'm so glad that rewatching one of my favorite shows, I don't have to then see John fucking Winchester's <laughs> face every But like, time. But Charlie looks so sexy, though. I'm he sorry. He really yeah, good. He's a dilf, and I'm not going to deny it. He lo- I-, I was into it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead, Lena. <laughs> so... They finish putting the pool lining in, but left the ladder on the ground outside, so they're stuck in the pool, and they do a little, like, teasing with Liam. They're like, oh my god, Liam, we're stuck in here forever. They're very cute. They are, they are very, very cute. cute. This is when we have uh, a new Liam actor, too. Uh, this is yeah, toddler. This is, like, the twins and, like, the older Liam character now, because he's not, like, a baby t- toddler. He's, like, four. The Yeah, the older twins. Pre, Pre-Christian Isaiah, 
but they yeah. did yeah i was gonna around. say this is definitely a different liam but it's not christian yeah it's the it's the twin boys that were like young liam and then when christian showed up for season not eight or nine right you know what though i think these twin boys played liam in season four as well are you sure i'm pretty, sh- I'm pretty sure they yeah. did i think they i think they stuck <gasps> around from yep. season nope. four four through you're seven right, Sorry, that's my brain just four through seven, maybe four through eight. I cannot remember when Christian Isaiah came. I think I think he came in season eight. I think it was season eight. But sorry, I totally way. brain fart. Yeah. <laughs> either way, Fiona looks lovely in her overalls. Although, to be fair to you, Evan, these the twins uh, that do play Liam in this season did grow up a lot between season four and five, so mm-hmm. they definitely look yeah. like it's like yeah. marginally older. But... They're not being carried everywhere. They're actually walking on their own. <laughs> exactly, and he has a line every once in a while. Fiona looks absolutely lovely in her overalls. I missed her so much. She flirts with Sean, who suffers from old man face. I'm really <laughs> sorry for saying that. Sure does. Dermot Maroney, but he unfortunately does. I think I looked up his age. When the original option was Jeffrey Dean Morgan, it, it's a bit of a letdown. Well, it's like, <sighs> here's the thing. I looked up how old he was. I think he was 43 when he did Shameless, and Emmy was 30. Um, mm. oh my which God. When he shows up in season nine, he looks fucked up. Right. And it's like, obviously <laughs> it's not the biggest age difference. It's not illegal, but it's like, it's enough yeah. to be like, this guy is old as fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like in comparison to Fiona. Yeah. When she's playing like a 24 year old. Yeah. Right. Because Sean's like, probably in his mid thirties. Also, I mean, Sean is like an ex drug addict. So it's like maybe the drugs aged him or whatever. But also don't, at the I same time, care. that's just what Dylan McDermott looks like. Right, because he is just old. He's um, just a man. <laughs> but Sean tries to... Sh- Although, for an old man, he keeps tight bod. Uh, <laughs> I've been Me at Misha Collins. I have been listening to too Snatched. much of the Workaholics podcast because I am fucking objectifying men left and right. Um, anyway. <laughs> all, all week. All week. With me and Misha Collins. Hell all yeah. week. So, they go... Sean tries to show off by, like, vaulting himself out of the pool and he falls. Flop flop (laughs) they go to the they go to fill the pool by tapping the fire hydrant and sean is impressed with fiona's ingenuity they have a sweet little water fight with the hose and liam's like little boy screams are so funny he's so cute because because sean's like spraying liam i love the way little boys scream because they fucking go for it like (laughs) like he's screaming for real sean leaves to go take his son to school and he says he'll see her for dinner she hates to see him go but loves to watch him walk away also i have so much respect for this family because the fact that they are out doing this shit before probably 8 a.m you will not catch me out of bed before i need to Uh they always do stuff so early before school yeah school hasn't started yet so it's probably 7 a.m yeah like the amount of things these characters do like before school and stuff like that i'm like i'm like i wake up 10 minutes before i need to be there right but anyway, the implication here when he's like, he says like, I'll see you for dinner and there's like no other details. The implication is that maybe they're dating, but we will find out more as the episode progresses. At college, students are partying in the dorm hall. Lip sits in his room annoyed with the noise and Ron and his new girlfriend sit at the desk playing a game. I thought it was Minecraft. It was, it's not Minecraft. It's like World of Warcraft or something. Uh, he is playing he does play minecraft in a he scene, does play though. minecraft yeah because he mentions it he's like uh i try not to play more than like 12 hours of minecraft a day he like says that to carl and then there's a scene like i think it was like the last a couple episodes ago when amanda's like let's go and he's like i'm finishing building my world of minecraft and she's like yeah. now this is the last time we see ron though i think i'm pretty sure 
Thank you for your service. Right. Sir. He was the best. Um, so funny. <laughs> Amanda comes in and teases Lip over his trash bag suitcase. He's filling out an application to be an RA in the fall in order to get free room and board. Ron cracks a joke about it. I think he says he's like, he's like, oh, resident asshole. And, <laughs> and him and his girlfriend like are like, ha And then they're like, and then, then they, they just start making out, which is like <laughs> cute. It's I like, gross. no, it's like sloppy macking out. I love the way Amanda says bye to him. She's like, it's been real, Ron. Right? She's <laughs> like, it's been great. Amanda offers for him to stay at her apartment off campus the next semester, and he declines, but in, like, a casual way. Like, he's kind of just like, mm, nah. Well, because, yeah. and so they leave to go catch her flight home. And there's a timeline check here. They've been together a little over four months because he's like, he's like, I don't want to live with you. And she's like, that's basically what we've been doing together over the past four months. And mm. he's like, yeah, but you have your own dorm room. Mm-hmm. So if this is the end of May or beginning of June, this would put the end of season four somewhere around January. Yeah, because it was January, they were all wearing jackets and stuff still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I mean, we knew, we knew it was winter, but it was like when exactly? Because it can still get pretty cold in the spring. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's been four months since the events of Emily, since since the end of last season, when Svetlana freshly had made a baby, she is now so fucking pregnant. so fucking pregnant again <laughs> um yeah. unfortunately that is just due to the fact that isadora was pregnant for real yeah and they were just like let's write her in and she's well uh, it was like how, they, there's no way they can get around that like that sucks but that was whatever. not that was at least eight months bregos like it, she yeah. was ready to pop she was very pregnant or maybe she just um showed very quickly either way in the milk of house a very pregnant svetlana is making breakfast they wrote the Svetlana surrogate storyline in because Isidore was actually pregnant, which we already mentioned. Um, congrats to her. Queen. Ian comes in with a shitty fan he found in the yard to put in the window. And Nika, who is Svetlana's girlfriend, is ironing her top with her tits out in the living room. <laughs> and so, like, Ian and Svetlana are, like, very buddy-buddy. Like, They're last time we saw them, they were still very, like, butting heads. And she was like, I will murder you in your sleep if you don't let him help with baby. And now they're just like... They're, Ian's helping take care of the family. She's going to make the kind of eggs that he likes. They're very buddy-buddy. Yeah. I feel like Ian always wanted to play house with Mickey and take care oh, of yeah. the baby yeah. because he's such a, he's such, like, he always wanted to be like a dad. The problem was that Mickey did not want to take care of Evgeny, which is, there's nothing wrong with him feeling that way. It's just like, it's hard. Yeah, I just love the little, the like, she asks, she's like, what kind of eggs? Scrambled? Or he's like, I like those fluffy ones you make. She's like, cool, we're bacon eggs. Then like, their their friendship is very cute. It was so sweet. Yeah, and she like sent him out to the yard to find a fan to put in the window. So some of Mickey's cousins watch Nika with her tits out. And Mickey comes in tying his tie. Ian says he looks very dapper. He doesn't actually say that, but he's like, look at you. <laughs> look at you. Svetlana hands Yev over to Mickey, asking him to change the diaper. And Ian kind of like steals him out of like the air because mickey has to look sharp for his job today which we'll find out more yeah and he was like not covered in baby poop or something like he's that. like he's like don't want him covered in baby shit for his first day at work and like let it be noted that when svetlana was handing the baby to mickey mickey was like oh is that what happened like he was being very open about like yeah give me the baby it was like sweet i mean they they do seem genuinely in like a very comfortable place with their dynamic like damn so atlanta be running through the throuples like they are they are seriously cohabitating (laughs) and it's i mean it's not even a throuple so no it isn't they're just (laughs) co-parenting yeah it's like a healthy lovely little household and somebody i mean we'll mention this in a second but somebody baby proofed the house Mm -hmm. um mickey gives ian a very fond look and ian gallagher is like the most 
character ever. I miss him. I miss him <laughs> every day. I think about him and I'm like, that is, he's so a TV character and I think about him every day. <laughs> Svetlana gets ready to leave for her ultrasound with the surrogates. They think she's a kindergarten teacher. She goes, Riazon bus go round and round. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, they're like, Mickey goes, amazing what people with money will pay for. After the ultrasound, she'll go to the alibi to open the rub and tug, and Ian's job today is to look after Yev and go grocery shopping. So, very domestic in this household. So sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Svetlana tells Mickey that the local dry cleaner hit one of the girls yesterday during the service and left without paying, so Mickey says he'll take care of it later. And he calls his goons up to leave. I think it's Iggy and just, like, some random guy. Yeah, yeah it is Iggy, definitely. Um, yeah, they go to grab guns, but Mickey has them put them back because they're, quote, respectable now, and he, like, shakes his tie to really prove it. But, side note, like, who baby-proofed the house with the Ian gun did cap? That. Yeah, like, probably <laughs> Ian, Ian or that. Svetlana, right? <laughs> Like, maybe Svetlana, because she was like, I don't want fucking guns around baby. (laughs) (laughs) And Ian's like, yes, ma'am. And Ian's like, I will buy the locks today. (laughs) Mickey confirms plans with Ian to meet up after the job. Ian gives him a kiss on the temple. Mickey gets soft. That's the end. Oh, yeah. Let it be noted that when Svetlana's leaving, she goes and gives Ian a little kiss on the cheek. And she gives Mickey a little kiss on the cheek. And then when Mickey goes to leave, Ian grabs him by the, the, by tie. the necktie and gives him a little kiss on the cheek. Like, oh, fuck. On the temple. And Mickey's like, and Mickey's like oh, like, hey. Yeah. He was like, I'll see you later. Yeah. Well, he's like, like, he was like, I'll better see you later. Well, he's like, he's like, don't, he's like, I'll be there. Because he's reminding him to pick him up or whatever at a certain time. And he's yeah. like, I'll be there. And then Mickey's like, you better be. <laughs> They're so flirting. They are it's so, so sweet. Oh. And then Ian's just, like, cradling Yevgeny so sweetly, too. Oh, my God. His sweetness. His sweetness and his cuteness. You're right. He is so character. He's so, he is the most character. He's the most <laughs> fictional character I've ever seen. <laughs> um, but he's so real to me. <laughs> Back at Sheila's house, Frank struggles to shit. And this show has no Emmys. And this show has no Emmys. Chucky bursts in, and he has to pee really badly. Um, no harm, no foul, because Frank is constipated as fuck anyway. We see a litany of pill bottles on the counter, which are Frank's liver meds. He starts dosing each one out as Chucky Peas and explains what they are to him. And I'm not gonna lie, I know he needs the anti-rejection meds and all, but, like, taking all those pills can't be good for his liver, right? Like, I'm not, I'm not a doctor, but, He was, like, like, antidepressant. Your kidney is what processes most, um, medications. Okay, that's fair. Like, your liver processes, like, toxins, but your kidneys process medications, really. So, like, if you, like, give a kidney, you can't really take, like, Advil or Tylenol or anything. Right. It's, like, not unnecessary because, obviously, he needs those pills to live. But it's, like, so getting rid of his liver problems gives him kidney problems now. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> no, literally. Yeah. The human body's um awesome. So <laughs> Chucky continues pissing for an abhorrently long time. And this show has no Emmys. <laughs> uh, this show has no Emmys. <laughs> <laughs> Frank weighs himself. He's 147, but he marks down 155 because he's not supposed to be losing weight. Chucky is still peeing. He stops for a second and then starts right back up and gives Frank, like, the smuggest look I've ever seen a little boy. It's so funny. It's so funny. It's so fucking funny. That's why I'm like, I don't actually mind Chucky that much in this episode because I'm like, he is being silly. Like, this is fun. They just had to put him somewhere and, like, where they did put him, it it worked. He's kind of just, like, a little creature in this episode. (laughs) Yeah. He is silly goofy in this episode. Like, he really is. Like, he's he's literally just, like, a, like a dog that they keep around. He's a prop. <laughs> yeah. He's such a prop. Anyway, Frank takes the rest of his vitals, and then we go to Kevin V's house, where V is struggling to breastfeed. 
She's got one baby that won't latch and another that's crying. Carol is over with Dominic and she tries to coach V by like milking her tit. And I don't like it. She's like aggressively like gripping her boob. And I'm like, ah, she's like, she's like, you gotta get the milk flowing. And Shinola's tits are like exceptionally large too, because Shinola had just had a baby. So Shinola has post baby tits. Mm. I wonder if she like, like when she was like milking her tit. Was she she milk her? (laughs) Right. I'm like, I'm like, does anybody else wonder? We got to slow down the clip. Anyway, Kev comes in and Carol leaves. So they brought Vanessa Bell Calloway all the way on set for this whole day for 30 seconds of screen time. Sure we see did. we see her again later in this episode, but it's like, damn, they brought her all the way to set for this. Mm-hmm. Amy bites V's tit and she bops her on the head a little. <laughs> it's a little um, love tap. It's literally like it's literally fine. And Kev yells at her. He's like, and he's like, V, it's just a nipple. Like you don't need to hit her. And so she walks up and gives him a titty twister. To share the pain and hands Amy <laughs> And she tries breastfeeding with Gemma, who also bites. So V calls it on breastfeeding. She says it's time to put the girls on formula instead. And those babies are, like, the cutest ever, They're by so the way. Sweet. Yeah. They, are, they have the sweetest little faces. Anyway, Kev, Kev argues against formula. He goes, we are not doing formula. They will grow up with asthma and be short and have no friends. And we know <laughs> that Kev wants those Venus and Serena babies. <laughs> He was like, they can't be short, they cannot have asthma, and they need to have friends so that they can play tennis and be the next Venus and Serena. As a person who was a formula baby, I do have asthma and bad teeth, but I've got I've got a couple of friends. I was not a formula baby, but I do have bad teeth. I was not a formula baby, but I also have extremely bad teeth. My parents just thought I was a really good baby because I wouldn't cry that much. Um, and it turns out I was too hungry and tired to cry because uh, oh I wasn't getting enough nutrition from uh, breastfeeding. So they switched me to formula. They were like, oh, my God, you're the most perfect baby ever. <laughs> I was dehydrated. I was too tired to cry. They were like, they were like, this baby is not colicky at all. <laughs> <laughs> so also we learn and this is like a pretty big plot for at least Kevin and the babies is that Gemma hasn't pooped in five days which for a baby also for regular people but for a baby especially is very bad because aren't these don't babies go like twice a day like three times times a day literally newborns poop like 10 times a day right like something ridiculous V is frustrated with having to stay home with the babies while Kev goes to work so she hands Gemma off to Kev too and then like steps outside for some fresh air so she trudges over to the Gallagher yard where Liam and Fiona are stretching to go meet Ian and Yev for a run Fiona invites V along, who rants about how she can't ever go on a run for the next 18 years because she won't have time and she'll feel too shitty. And Fiona asks her when the last time she had sex with Kev was. Yeah, she's like, you need to get laid. <laughs> right? She's like, she's like, come on. Uh, v shoots back that she's wanted to talk because she hasn't fucked Sean yet. So we've learned that they are not dating. And Fiona says she won't make the move after jail. She's like too scared to. So what's V's excuse? Fiona suggests that she go home, shower, get dolled up, and fuck Kev, and V reluctantly agrees. And I miss Fiona Gallagher every day. <laughs> Fine, I'll go home and fuck my husband. And she's, no, like, she's like pouting. Right, she's like, oh. She turns around, she trudges back to her house. Fiona was very best friend in that moment. She's like, a little more enthusiasm, please. Right, she's like, she's like, yeah, where's the excitement? Doesn't she do like a little like movement at her as she leaves, like kind of like a get some kind of like? Well, she walks. <laughs> yeah. She walks like away. And, and Fiona goes, "Where's the enthusiasm?" or something like that. And V and just puts her just hands like, up. Mm-hmm. She's woohoo! Oh no, no! It's when um 
Fiona say fuck your husband she's like grinding on V oh yeah fuck your husband (laughs) she is also the most character ever I miss her her so much runner I love runner Fiona I love runner Fiona oh that was great I love that they kept that oh I forgot about that they literally they they kept uh, that as like a pretty defining character trait for her and I supported that so at the airport Lip and Amanda cover her car in the long-term parking garage she offers the car to him for the summer, but Lip turns it down because it'll surely get broken into or stolen. <laughs> she was like, have you seen where I live? <laughs> right. And yeah. she, but she uses this opportunity to like subtly call him out on his commitment issues. She's like, oh, so you won't live in an apartment with me. You won't drive my car over the summer, like blah, blah, blah. But then presents him with a gift. It's a really nice watch. She asks. Okay, what's up with women giving men watches? Like, kind of, that's the. Watching Succession, I was like, guys, stop buying everyone a watch. Get something it's like new. the only jewelry that they think that a straight man will wear. Yeah. Yeah. I hate um, watches. If anyone buys me a watch, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> but she asks if he's going to date other people over the summer, and it's like somewhat implied that she's hoping they'll be exclusive. But it's also like, shouldn't you guys have talked about this already? Yeah. It's been four months and she's leaving right now. How does this conversation not happen? It's, it's been four months. I feel like that's long enough where it's like, you're probably going to stay together over the summer. No, right? but I feel like Amanda, Amanda looks at Lip and she's like, if I move too quickly. He will bolt like a scared bunny. Right. Like she read him. Like she's like, she she asks him, but she's kind of hoping-ish that he'll say they'll be exclusive. But she's fully prepared herself if he says that he that he will be dating other people. So his answer comes as no surprise to her. He says that he doesn't know. And so she's like, okay, I don't know if I will either. And so they come to absolutely no conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> and her car arrives to take her to the gate and they say goodbye. I love how she gets in a car to get, like, I hate how bougie she is. Like, it, like she gets in a car from the long-term parking garage. To drive her to the other side of the airport. Right. But then I'm also like, okay, maybe this is just, like, some rando parking, like, rando long-term parking garage with, like, security or something. I had kind of assumed that they were in the parking garage at school. Mm. Or maybe the car takes her out to the... No, you might be right. You you actually might be right. She's so rich, though, she might have had a private car take her out to, like, the landing pad, like, strip or mm. whatever, and just, like, to walk up. Because there are some places where you have to, like, go out and then walk up. She's wealthy, but she's not private jet wealthy. Mm. You've seen that fucking Miami house. I had kind of assumed that that was just the parking garage at school, because then I kind of assumed that he just got on the L from school. I think you home. I think you might be right actually. I do think you yeah. might be right because That would make more sense, but it's shameless, so we will never know. It also wouldn't surprise me if she had like a parking permit for school. But yeah. Back in the city, we catch Debbie on her bike. She stops near like a, an abandoned propane grill and she looks at the tank. And then we cut to Sheila's living room where Frank walks downstairs and presents her with his vitals notebook. She praises him for maintaining his weight, which is like the one thing he absolutely lied about. <laughs> she continues to run through her medical check questions but with her usual like sheila silliness and to frank's credit he's he pretty much plays along nice like he's like he answers like very chipper so she starts to go on a little too much about like depression and frank finally tells her off for being too worrisome he's like sheila i'm fine like i'm Mm -hmm. fucking fine like chill but he's too distracted with this project he's working on he steals a chip clip from like the chip bag and then asked if they have any bacon and it's like what the f is he working on and we will find out at the end um and they haven't even gone in that basement since like all that eddie bullshit i like i even forgot that place had a basement well it's like all of like some of the clown stuff is still up and then like i think the spray paint is still on the wall when karen spray painted whore 
yeah. fucking whore or something like that. Um, but she says that they don't have any bacon, just French toast. And she asks if he's hungry. He says no. And she's like, oh my God, are you experiencing loss of appetite? And then he's like, he's like, no. And then he goes, oh, Christ, <laughs> in that way that like only Bill can do as Frank. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. That very Bill. It's very Bill of I him. I love Bill. <laughs> oh my god, I, I texted you guys. My friend was at the opening for uh, American Buffalo, and she goes, Hey, Evan, I think someone from Shameless is here. And then text me a photo of her two feet away from Bill Macy. And I was like, Girlfriend, someone from Shameless? Well, it's like, that's fucking Bill Macy, is he? Like, Bill Macy, dude. <laughs> well, it's like, he's he's Emmy-nominated, not just for Shameless, but... um. Shit, was he nominated for Fargo for Oscar, maybe? For an Oscar? I don't know. She asks what the project is, but he won't tell her. And Chucky, who's sitting at the dining room table, interjects that he likes French toast. And <laughs> Sheila suggests that he should go see if Sammy's making breakfast in the trailer. <laughs> and perfect timing, because Sammy comes in and Sheila rolls her eyes. Sammy asks if she should go get Frank his meds and Sheila subtly shades her. And she's like, he did that ages ago. 10 full minutes <laughs> right so she's like okay do you want me to like help you take your vitals and sheila's like done and done by those of us who didn't have a man in our trailer and kicked our son out which is such a slay um perfect timing again because the aforementioned man ronaldo knocks at the door and sammy tries to like rub his affection in frank's face but he's uninterested Sammy is so daddy issues in this episode like it is hardcore and frank's yeah. not having it at he's like don't care he literally isn't even looking at her he's just like running around the kitchen and she's like hey pops like in her underwear still or something yeah and he says to sheila at one point he's like a grown woman can do any like what she wants to do like i don't give a fuck and then sheila's like right for sure um but it's in my house um (laughs) yeah (laughs) so sheila tries to kick ronaldo out but he's not budging and he puts his dirty ass feet up on her coffee table and her jaw just drops she's like no this can't be happening (laughs) chucky asks if ronaldo is his father and that kind of does it for sheila she like storms (laughs) to the kitchen to frank and begs him to do something because sammy is basically begging for some type of parental boundaries but he doesn't bite he retreats down to the basement and Sammy and Ronaldo start making out on the couch. So Sheila's like, it's my time to step in. And she goes on this little rant. She's like, I know you're just trying to lash out at Frank and that's fine, but I don't think it's cool to have your kid around for it. It's pretty inappropriate. And Chucky's like playing with a sword or something in the background and he knocks over one of her porcelain figures. So she gets like pretty upset. And then Sammy continues to have foreplay with Ronaldo, which causes Sheila to get more upset. And she leads Chucky upstairs to get him out of the room. Yeah, like Sheila or Sammy fully starts going down on Ronaldo in the because because Sheila's like my hummels. And he's like, I could go for a hummer. Like, fuck you, Ronaldo. Right. Well, and Sammy's like wild AF. But on the street, Fiona and Ian are running with Liam and Yev in like the baby carriage that Ian's pushing. Ian comments on a new yoga studio opening up like in place of an old porn shop as they pass by the building. And it's like, ah, yes, this is the season of gentrification. Gentrification building! (laughs) Right? Like this is the big plot line. Fiona switches topics and asks if he called the doctor from the mental health clinic. And he says that he's fine. He didn't need to, but she pushes. She's like, well, the best time to go is when you feel good. And he maintains that his episode was a one-time thing from doing too much coke down at the club and says that he's cut back. 
And she, like, to her credit, she really tries to be gentle and, like, nudge him to go just to, like, be sure. She's like, just in case, yeah. like, they'll run tests, like, whatever. And he's he's very clear. He's like, I, I don't have what Monica has. And she goes, I know, but, like, th- like don't you want to make sure? Like, yeah. she she's, like, she's giving him, she's acting like she believes in to make him feel better. Mm-hmm. But her tone says that she's not buying it. And she says that, like, you know, odds are someone's going to get it. It's not anybody's fault. And so Ian jokes that it's going to be Carl. he's well she's like she's like it's not our fault just fucking like genetics russian roulette and ian's like i'm betting on carl yeah fully in denial and then immediately challenges her to a race and just like takes off with the babies so she runs out she like reluctantly runs after him she's like jesus so sort of mania creeping back in a little bit oh absolutely um back to debbie hey girl she Wearing the bluest shirt and the pinkest <laughs> yeah. leggings I have ever seen. Oh my god, literally so middle school. I do give Lynn Paolo some shit later here because I'm like, some of these outfits, I'm like, Jesus. Yeah, like Ian's like bright lime ye- yellow tank top he's wearing, like it is, it's insane. Mm-hmm. Right, well that's like a lot, but then I'm also like, wait, he's running and like visibility and whatever, whatever. But like In the middle of the day. V has an outfit at one point that I do give Lynn Paolo some shit for, <laughs> but- so Debbie arrives at Sheila's house with the propane tank on the back of her bike and encounters a group of people in suits handing out flyers. She assumes that they're Jehovah's Witnesses and says to like try the Muslim house three down. She's like, no, thanks. I already accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Thank you. They're so bad. And she's like, she's like, try the, try the three houses down. They're Muslim. And they walk away. Um, inside, she delivers the tank to Frank in the basement and they haggle each other over like how much he'll pay for her running this errand. And he says that he also needs her help that evening, but she can't because they're having family dinner at the diner to celebrate Lip finishing his first year at college. So the not so mystery is solved. Fiona is not having dinner with Sean. The family's having dinner at Sean's restaurant. Yeah. Patsy's. Yep. And Frank says, I'll be there. Debbie reminds him that he wasn't invited. But Frank says to meet her in the park later so that they can go together. Then as they're like walking out, Frank walks by Sammy and Renato like fully having sex on the couch. That's so gross. And she tries to feign guilt. Oh, daddy, you caught me. She goes, she literally verbatim says, oh, daddy, you caught me. Am I in trouble? She's literally like riding Ronaldo on the couch. She is legitimately. And it's like, okay, I see the comedic potential of a storyline like this. But based on their past relationship, when they almost had sex, it comes off as a sexual thing. Like, it comes off as, like, her daddy issue. Like, her daddy issues aren't because she wants parental boundaries. Her daddy issues are because she still has sexual feelings for her dad. Um, So I would have rather hear that they had her, like, trying to be a junkie or something. Because Frank definitely wouldn't give a shit. He'd, like, probably even support it. Yeah. He'd probably do it with her, like right? drugs, obviously. Exactly. <laughs> but this show loves incest. They think it's so funny. It really does. Right, and it's like, it's just coming off as weird. And like, Lena, like, it's you're so right, like, the fact that, like, the previous, like, sexual innuendos and almost sex that has already happened between them, it just makes it gross, because it's just like, obviously Frank's, like, having none of it, but Sammy's just like, oh my god. Right, not just the fact that, like, she had a crush on him because she didn't know that he was her dad, but the fact that he kind of reciprocated, like, he got yeah. hard a yeah. couple times. It's like, this yeah. just comes off as, like, very sexual. Like, the fact that it's happened more than once. Just, yeah, ew. yeah, not, I, I, I definitely would have rather, now that I think harder about it, it's like, I would have rather that they just had her, like, try doing hard drugs or something. And she's like, yeah. she's like, dad, aren't you gonna stop me? Like, like, I'm doing such a bad thing. And he's like, 
he's like, bitch, let me get some of that. At Kevin V's, V walks down the spiral stairs in some sexy heels and lingerie, hoping to get some action from her man. Shinola looking good. Looking good, Shinola. Good AF. <laughs> hey, girl. She finds him in the kitchen on the computer, completely engrossed in an online mommy tips chat room. He's like my mommy, me chat room, whatever. And he's asked this, like, group of moms for help with the twins biting during nursing. And they said that there's ways for her to, like, toughen her nipples up. And it's like, okay, good on Kev for, like, listening and trying to make nursing easier for V. Like, he's seeking out solutions, Mm -hmm. right? Because Mm -hmm. I would have just suggested that she pump and feed the twins with bottles. And they do end up trying that as a compromise later. But, like, whatever. So she tries once again to seduce him. And it works. They start kissing on each other. But they're interrupted by one of the babies Mm. crying. She, well, because because in Kev's like, is that Amy crying? And she's like, she'll calm herself. Like, yeah. Can you please fuck me? <laughs> right. Like, give me 10 minutes. So she snaps him back into the zone, sinks down to blow him. And he thinks that she doesn't notice. So he opens the computer back up to check on the chat room. He's not even getting hard. He's like, and it's like, he's too focused on the kids. He's not in the mood. This storyline really sucks for me emotionally because I'm like, I can't blame either of them. The deaf mm-hmm. has postpartum. And Kev is, like, putting his all into being a dad. So it's like, I can't even pick a winner and a loser here. She has postpartum. She's not connecting with her daughters the way she wanted to. And she, like, misses feeling feeling sexy and hot for her man. It was, like, a big part of their relationship. And she's losing that. And it hurts for her. Right. They had a very active sex life. But then it's also, like, I do feel bad for Kev, too. Because it's, like, he really is just trying to be, like, the best dad he can be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and like v was pushing so hard for kids and now that they're there he's like okay fuck i gotta do exactly what we've been preparing to do for so long right and she's like it's fine like we can we can let it slip a little sometimes you know like glass ball plastic ball mm-hmm. juggling thing but kev is just like no everything is a glass ball like but then v puts on one of the ugliest outfits i've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> Flame and this her. is where I say, I'm sorry, Lynn Paolo, but um, one of the ugliest outfits I've ever seen. Because it's literally like bright blue underwear, purple, so purple bra, white shirt, like tank top with a knit, with like a crocheted back, and then studded jean shorts. And I'm like, okay, it's camp. <laughs> also, it's evil. Mm. Um, because V has had some seriously loud outfits, but like they look good. Yeah. And this mm-hmm. one, I feel like did not work for me but I'm not a fashion major. So she puts on this outfit and says, fine, you can stay and play stay-at-home dad. I'm going to go open up the alibi. And she leaves. And honestly, I feel like that was a good move for her. Like, it's nothing too dramatic. She's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm tired of being mom today. You be mom today. Goodbye. Like, I, I feel like that was a good- And he's yeah. happy to. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's like, okay, sure. Equality. Bet. Let's go. Like, let's go. Now, what's Carl up to? <laughs> <laughs> He's hobbling down the street on his crutches and he passes by a man loading like an older man who uses a motorized wheelchair into a van, which leaves the wheelchair unoccupied. So Carl seizes this moment to steal it and speeds away. <laughs> is this? Now he uses new whip. This is Carl's only storyline in this episode, isn't it? He no. honestly had like in this episode, he is just kind of like a supporting character to Debbie. Yeah. Because he he is kind of the catalyst for getting Debbie to open up to the rest of the family because he like teases her and stuff. But yeah, yeah, that is he's he's very much comedic relief this episode. Which I honestly don't have a huge problem with because he does get a little more screen time next episode. But yeah. yeah, I was about to say I think next episode is when like he actually has like a plot line or two. Yeah, with um Holly and Ellie getting involved again. Yeah, and like all the 
parties and the school and the I mean the pool. Yeah. Um and I have some serious beef with this next sequence. I'll get into it. But on the L, Lip makes the journey home and this is an interesting montage that feels very like British season 1 complete with like two times speed footage and close up, like mm-hmm. super close up on Jeremy Allen White's face. And I know it's supposed to emphasize like the changing of social classes as Lip travels back to the south side cuz he starts out riding with like businessmen and women with tons of makeup on, and then it turns into, like, homeless people and people who are very obviously drunk and stuff like that. And suddenly he's, like, grabbing for the watch on his wrist, and yeah. Right. And, like, it emphasizes, like, the length of his commute, like, how long he's going, like, it takes him to get home. But, like, damn, it feels like a waste of screen time to me a little bit. Like, I feel, like, it, it goes on for legit, like, two minutes, I think. Mm-hmm. It and is, I just feel like... I agree. It's a good, it's a good idea of the the illustration they were making but yeah it it does go on for quite a long time right like thematically it works i think the execution it just should have been a little shorter i think i think i could have done without some of the clips in there but he makes some serious eye contact with like this very cute blue-eyed black guy he (laughs) he makes some like very intense eye contact with him and i'm like okay are you guys gonna kiss Count one of two in this episode of Let a Gallagher Sibling Just Be By. Pretty please. Pretty please. Right, come on. Hi, Mickey. Hi, Mickey. We cut cut right to him. He looks so good. He's smoking a cigarette. God, that I I think about that shot all the time of him turning around. (laughs) With the sun. Taking the cigarette out with the sun. Oh, it's gorgeous. Christopher Chulak, you did what you had to do. (laughs) Or their DP, whoever their DP was on the shoot, but- we find out that the job Mickey's running is a moving service where he plays nice with some North Side people as his as like Iggy and the other guy load up the truck. And I'm like, is Mickey also getting season three flashbacks? Because <laughs> I was. I was like, okay, you're moving. Um, and he acts all like bossy boss to Iggy. And the woman reminds him to be careful with the piano. And like, he, God... And he, like, waves to the little kid in the car. He's like, bye, buddy. We'll see you at the other house. Bye, like, little oh. guy. Little do they know they are not making it to that other house. Sure are. But shit. <laughs> before we get there, um, this next sequence is set to one of my favorite songs of the episode and a song that I had in my playlist for a while, um, Feeling Good by the Stevenson Ranch Davidians. Lip finally reaches the Gallagher house after his long journey home. And he finds Debbie sitting on the porch, stabbing a doll while Carl tries to fashion a ramp for his new wheelchair. (laughs) Um, Time check. It's after school, so it's probably around four in the Mm -hmm. afternoon. And she insists that she doesn't want to talk about her last day at school and why she's upset. Some guy, literally just some guy, um, his name's Stumpy, apparently, greets Lip. All of a sudden, Lip has neighborhood friends. Like... Right. And he's got he he's got some new dermal piercings that look like horns, and they're honestly pretty sick. Like they look they look pretty cool. Lip, this guy has a shit ton of piercings, but Lip walks over to smoke weed with some neighborhood guys that we've never seen before, and I honestly don't mind this that much because it implies that the Gallagher's do stuff that we don't see on screen. Like it's like okay, like they just have normal life between the plot that we see. Yeah. So I'm cool with it. And Stumpy is wearing a shirt that I'm pretty sure Mickey has either worn or does wear later. It's like some metal shirt. You literally could have substituted Mickey into this scene and it would have been the same fucking scene. Like, <laughs> right? Like, but uh, they talk about what they've been up to over like the year. And one of the guys comments on Lip's new watch and he lies and says that he stole it from a kid's dorm room. Stumpy pulls out some angel dust and they suggest mis- mixing it with the weed that they're smoking. 
So Lip takes that opportunity to kind of like dip out. He's like, I'm good. He's like, he's like, uh, actually, you know what, guys? Like, I gotta go. Um, it's like 4 p.m. He got stuff to do. Right. And he says, he, but he, he like makes the excuse. He's like, I haven't been home yet. Like, I need to see my family. I'll, I'll hang out with you guys later. But Lip just kind of knows that he like doesn't really fit with them anymore. At Patsy. Well, because they also talk about like, um, Stumpy got some girl pregnant and she like had the kid. He's like, I'm saving up for like a paternity test or like whatever. Literally, that was Mickey. They wrote a scene for season three and (laughs) put it in season five. Right. Well, and it's also like, I don't know, that whole thing also with Lip because it's like, okay, then when Lip like did get the opportunity to be a dad. Every time Lip's gotten the opportunity to be a dad, he's like, I'm going to be a dad. Yeah. Like, that is going to be my kid, whether or not it's my kid. At Patsy's, Fiona is waiting on her tables, and she comes over to a regular named Angela, who's a fancy and very hot lady. She is so attractive. She's so gorgeous. She's so she hot. looks like if a Siamese cat would be a person. She's, she's just, like, gorgeous. She's yeah. hot. She's just, she's just something else. Um, she orders a slice of blueberry pie and a coffee. And Angela asks her if she's seeing anyone, but it's in like a casual way. Like she's like, "How are you? Like, are you are you seeing anyone?" Like in like a girl talk way. And Fiona's like, "Ha ha ha, no!" Like because she thinks she's just like gossiping. Fiona should have fucked that woman. Fiona should have gotten to fuck that woman. God damn it! I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. Right? Angela is so clearly flirting with her. Fiona like fondly laughs, and I'm like, I can't tell if Fiona's like, I know she's flirting with me, and I'm just going to like laugh. Or maybe she's, like, kind of interested back. Or if she's just like, oh my god, this is just girl talk. Like, this is just girl time. Gossip! (laughs) Like, I don't know what her thought process is. But, yeah, it's just like, okay, she should have been gay. Point blank period. Point blank period. She, Fiona, like, passes by the kitchen. She's just kind of, like, doing all these tasks. It's going very smoothly. But she passes by the kitchen where Jackie is arguing with the cook because he missed an order of chicken parm for her table. So Fiona gives Jackie her chicken parm. Um, and we met Jackie last season in season mm-hmm. four. Um, we met her briefly when uh, JDM's character briefly introduced her. She was like, "This is Jackie. She'll show you like the lockers or whatever. Like she'll show you around, Miss Miss Blonde Girl with the lip piercing." Yeah, yeah. Um, I love her. A coworker who is named Melinda in every episode except this one. <laughs> Fiona literally calls her Wanda. Her name is Melinda. I looked up Melinda Shameless. She came up. She's named Melinda because she she gets a pretty big role. In the later seasons, like season mm-hmm. six, because her and Fiona have this some is beef. The, that's I. I'm so bad at the all the waitresses' names. Is she was, is she the older one with like the mid shoulder curly? Hair? Yeah. yeah, and like okay. uh, yeah, Amanda doesn't really know like how big her role gets, but her and Fiona have some mm-hmm. beef later. Yeah, no, they yeah, she becomes a very prominent role in season right, nine. and it's like okay, her name is Melinda. Fiona calls her Wanda in this episode. Great, <laughs> calls Angela Oriental racist. And informs Fiona that she just asked her how much Fiona makes. Like, Angela asked Melinda how much Fiona makes. So she teases Fiona about Angela hitting on her. She's like, she's like, you know she just wants to, like, eat your pussy, give you money. She like. wants some Fiona pie. Uh, and then she, like, like, she, like, does, like, the little, like, finger licking, like, yeah. like, between her fingers at her. Yeah. So Sean, who overhears this, decides to step in. Flop. Yep. Flop. Well, because he's like... Because he's like, oh, is she bothering you? <laughs> What's going on here? Oh, she's um, just sexually harassing me. Like, fuck off, Sean. Um, is this girl bothering you? So Fiona flirts with Sean a little bit. She just flirts with everybody this episode. Good for her. Yeah, good for her. Bye, queen. She flirts with Sean a little bit. She makes a spanking joke. Sean tells her that some guys from this local band came in and asked for her, so she goes to wait on them. 
and she passes Angela's table, which is now abandoned. And the pie was like, had one bite taken out of it. She never eats any of the pie she ever orders. And it makes me so mad because sometimes that pie sounds so good. <laughs> well, she gets a different one every time. And then every she, time. Takes, she takes one bite and she's really just there to, to scope out Fiona. We'll find out yeah. more about her later. I'm keeping it a secret for the people. <laughs> but she left a $100 bill as a tip. One hundred. Someone did that at my job the other day. Oh, yeah. A man gave my coworker, he came up to her and was like, so what do you do and blah, blah, blah. And he was like, what do you like to do for fun? And she goes, oh, I like to travel, but I've been, like, I've been at school and not I'd like saving money and stuff. And he goes, hey, I've been trying to pay it forward. Here you go. And gave her $100 towards her traveling. But Damn. because she is such a nice person, she put it in our tip jar. That's sweet. Because we share tips at my stuff. That's super sweet. Um, Fiona comes to the band table and flirts a little bit with the lead singer, who I think is Australian. I don't think he's British. I think he's Australian. Like New Zealand, Australian, one of those. Right. Two. Just not, just not British, but like British sounding. He's on the down under. Yeah. And then Melinda calls out Sean for staring at Fiona. He's like staring at her from across the room. And Melinda's like, Jesus, blink, please. <laughs> she's so, honestly, like, even though I know we see Melinda a lot, she's like kind of annoying. I don't like her. She's kind of, she, well, cause she's just a, she's just a bitch like that's like but that's like her whole thing anyway back at sheila's sheila arrives home and she smells the couch and it (laughs) smells smelling the couch she's like she's like like, sniffs she's like waffing around like sniffing around the like the room and then she goes and then she thinks for a second and she moves in closer and she sniffs again and then she just goes oh god damn it (laughs) in that like joan cusack way and she's off to clean it i love her She's off to clean. She discovers also one of her dildos underneath the couch, and you know what that means. She's she is fucking pissed. pissed. Oh, she's so. And she pissed. runs upstairs. She's so mad. She runs uh. upstairs to find all of her toys rifled through, and is now forced to clean them all. She dumps them all in the t- in the bathtub. So then Sheila hears. <laughs> that seems so. It's funny. so funny. So then Sheila hears Frank enter, and she goes to complain to him, and she begs him to step in, or else she'll kick Sammy and Chucky out. And he doesn't give a shit. He's like. He literally goes, okay. (laughs) And she's like, you support me? And he's like, I don't care. And then she's like, right? And then she's like, okay, like, surf. In a grocery slash convenience type store, this scene is hard. Like a bodega type store, it looked like. God, when he walked into this grocery store, it just hit me what was about to happen. And like, I hate this scene so much. This storyline hurts me so deeply. Like, the storyline hurts me so bad. Especially in this episode, It just sucks. Too. It like, sucks on all sides. But here we go. The- Ian weaves through the aisles with Liam and Yevgeny in the stroller. He crosses paths with, an- with another guy with a baby who eyes him up and down very obviously. Ian then runs into Kev and the twins, and he asks for help with getting Gemma to go poop. And then he asks if Svetlana still breastfeeds. And Ian says that she does because it's supposed to be good for the baby. Plus, it's also free. And Kev is like, oh, I forgot that part of the argument. Like, I'll be sure to tell the bee that. <laughs> and Ian is silly. He talks so much like a 19-year-old guy. That's not even funny. He's like, he's like, yeah, she's into it. It's like supposed to be good for the baby or whatever. And it's like, I, I forget sometimes that like, that's how young he's supposed to be. He's supposed to be 19, but I'm like, 17. here I'm a whole ass baby. Mickey says oh in this God. episode, 17. 17. I told you this motherfucker is 17 for three fucking seasons. No, I, I knew that. <laughs> but then I'm also like, he should be 19. Yeah. Um, 
because he talks like a 19 year old guy kev catches the guy checking ian out again and he's like are you cool or should i like send, or should i like beat the shit out of him like should i send him off yeah and ian's like i'm fine i can handle myself so ian and the guy make eye contact again after kev leaves and then he looks down for a moment and this dude also has a baby this guy yeah this guy also has a kid in a stroller but he looks down for a moment and then we smash cut immediately to two baby carriages and the three babies sitting facing away from Ian and this mystery guy jerking each other off behind the store. So, like, the way they have it set up is so interesting because I've set that up so I could pee discreetly before. It's like they have the two cars parked next to each other and, like, both of the passenger seat doors are, like, open. So it's, like, blocked, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, they're basically just trying to, like, hide their hide themselves. Be hidden. And I've done that so many times so I could piss on the side of the <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Small bladder. <laughs> like, cut that, cut that, cut that. Um, cut that, cut that, cut that. Do you listen to the Sunny Podcast? Dude, I watch every episode. Cut that, cut dude. that, cut that. <laughs> I watch Cut that, cut that, Um, cut, cut that. commercial. Cut commercial. <laughs> I wish we could get commercials. Damn, can you imagine us reading ads? Oh my god, This no. podcast is supported by me undies. I wear those undies. <laughs> Their most recent ad was, like, that really weird, like, herbal drink that like glenn drinks. is it like that mushroom like, stuff that's supposed to be a substitute for coffee i see that everywhere yeah i think so yeah i think and rob was like i was drinking that i was scared because you were drinking of it. course he's a shroom guy or like i want to get sponsored by audible so audible if you want to sponsor us um we'll take your money <laughs> or i was just i was just listening <laughs> to armchair expert with dak shepherd and i heard that one's really good it, well he did an interview with dan mcbride and fucking fascinating that dude um he's actually very nice which it's like you would never expect him to be because he plays assholes. Anyway, the way he reads the ads, he's like, this podcast is supported by yeah. Noom. And then they like read the whole I ad. I was listening like, to the Scrubs recap podcast, which is like the only podcast hosted by men that I can listen to anymore. Um, They have so many ads. They have so fucking many. And they yeah. repeat themselves like three or four times in an episode. Well, because they just they just pre-record. They just pre-record them and then they just stick them in there in the edit. Like, well, okay. Like, but, like I heard the same Hyundai ad three times in the same episode yeah oh, is it's repetitive and is annoying. it through iHeartRadio? Yep. is like that they're okay iHeartRadio fucking does that because on this is important well this was silly they were talking about folgers in one episode they were like singing the folgers <laughs> theme song and they were like folgers in your right cup. they were they were seeing who was like the best at singing by singing that and then folgers reached out to them and were like we'll pay for ad time so now they read this like what the fuck? They, yeah. So now they have a Folgers ad, but the only Folgers anyway, ad I want it. is the weird Christmas incest commercial. That's the only Folgers bizarre, ad I right? <laughs> but they yeah, literally, they literally just sit there and they're like, "Do you drink coffee? I drink coffee," and it's like two of them don't drink coffee. This was our ad break. It's like the <laughs> this is our ad break. Yeah. We're talking about ads, ad ads, and other podcasts because we can't get ads ourselves, but. Venmo us at like, yeah. Ahead <laughs> Just kidding. We don't. <laughs> just kidding. We don't have a Venmo. We do we have a Kofi. <laughs> we have a Kofi. So Ian has cheated on Mickey, and it's broken my heart into a million pieces. Indeed, it's like aggressive. It's not even I'm like, like a, oh my god, we're being sneaky. It's like, like electric guitar music, like well, hard. I'm also each like other. watching them. Like watching them, and I'm like, is this enjoyable for you guys? Like, oh, like it looks like does this intense? Like you see Ian's face, and he hates himself for doing this. Like the not just that, but it's like, but it's like physically. I'm like physically. Yeah, does this feel like, good? So it feels aggressive. a little too aggressive. But like you can see, Cam does a really good job of expressing on his face that Ian does hate himself for doing this. Um, and it's because it's the hypersexuality, it's the mania coming in and taking him over. Right. 
But then Homeboy has a completely different look on his face. He lo- He's looking like a fucking hunter later <laughs> in this yeah. episode. But, so... Looking for his prey. That's later. They both... These, yeah. Now, they both finish. They go their separate ways, like, without so much as a word. The guy just, like, casually walks away with his baby. And I'm like, I hate every part of this scene. Um, appropriate inappropriate scene transition to mickey who is showing the moving track to some guys they're auctioning it off storage war style so they're not really like letting them look around they're just kind of like looking on the outside and they just kind of bid and one guy asks the price of the barca loungers but mickey snaps it in because they're not selling item by item he has to buy the whole truck and the guy's like well i really like barca loungers and mickey's like great <laughs> buy the fucking truck get your barca loungers <laughs> And we end up netting 5300 which split between Mickey and his guys is probably about 1800 each. So not bad for like one day of work. Really not bad for one day of work, yeah. actually. Uh, Mickey peels the last logo magnet off of the truck and Ian pulls up with the babies. And he playfully points out that Ian's late. Ian lies very unconvincingly and is like, grocery store was busy. <sighs> and six of them pull off. And then he has like a smug look on his face and pulls away. And I'm like, yeah. shut up. Not really smug, just kind of like... Honestly, almost like guilty. Okay, he kind of looked. I was about to say, like, almost like dissociative. He's like not there, kind of. Almost pissed, right? Almost just like definitely very like out of it. He's just like, yeah, I guess I'm here to help you. Right? He's like, he's like, grocery store's busy. That makes sense though, because homeboy's like one to a hundred at all times. Right. At the alibi, Tommy complains because V won't free pour the liquor. (laughs) And she says that. Free pouring liquor is a waste of money. That's why the bar's losing money. Lip comes in and says hi to Tommy. And also Sammy, who's over at the pool table playing around with some other rando guy. Doesn't she go to like, hi, Lip? And he's just like, hi. Yeah, she she calls out to him. She says hi to him. He doesn't say hi to her. But she's playing pool and flirting with some rando guy. And they make a comment about like how horny she is. Lip came to talk to Tommy about a summer construction job that he offered him earlier in the year. And Tommy says that he's about to start a cleanup job for the nursing home that we watched them knock down at the beginning of this episode. I love continuity. <laughs> I love through lines. It's so enjoyable. That's big. It's so enjoyable. Like the fact that this episode takes place over the span of one single day. It's like, I love that. Mm. I support that. Tommy says that he doesn't hire college pussies. And he fucks with him for a little bit because Lip's like, dude, come on. Like, it's too late in the summer to find another job. You told me you would give me this job. And then he's like, I'm fucking with you. Of course. <laughs> like, you start tomorrow. And V gives him a shot on the, on the house and welcomes him home. Back at Patsy's, Fiona's still flirting with the band guy. He asks how it's possible that she doesn't have any tattoos, and she offers to let him do a full body scan to make sure that she doesn't. The other guy in the band is Gus, right? Yes, Amanda. Yes, okay, and we do see Gus. Yes. Yeah. He he kind of he kind of gives a look at one point, like when Fiona's flirting with Gus, or when Fiona's flirting with the guy's name is Davis. When Fiona's flirting with Davis, um. Which, by the way, is my brother's name. So, ew. Uh, <laughs> he he kind of gives this, like, not, like, disgusted, but, like, a little shocked. And based on what we find out about Davis later, that does ring true. He invites her to their show that night, and she points out her ankle monitor and is like, I can't. And so he offers to come by her place after the show, slips her his number. So she walks away, sits at the table with Melinda and Jackie to count their tips, and they talk about the guy. And he comes by once again to leave her a tip and remind her to text him if she wants to hook up. And then he finally actually leaves and the girls like gossip about him. Mm-hmm. Sean interjects saying that hooking up with Davis would be very not smart. So he then invites the three of them to go to the NA meeting with him. But Jackie's working a double and Fiona's going to serve the family when they come in. But Melinda goes with Sean. And Sean says that he'll be back 
to meet the family. Or I guess he's met everybody but Lip. He's like, he's like, I'll be back to meet Lip. Yeah. yeah. At the park, Frank meets Debbie. He instructs her to scoop a bunch of mulch into a bag he brought for his project. And he says that he can't do it because it would look weird for a grown man to do that at a kid's park. Fair. <laughs> and and, so and, true, and but then he gets down on the ground and starts digging with her anyway. At Sheila's, she pays a locksmith who's changing the locks on the front door. And she leads Chucky back out to the RV. And she's like, she's like, you can come visit sometimes, but you have to call first. And sometimes I'm going to say yes. And sometimes I'm going to say no. But that's what being a family is about. We have boundaries. <laughs> and okay, Joan seriously <laughs> carried so much of this show on her back. Very true. Very true. When, Very true. when spoiler alert, when Sheila gets in that, that RV and drives the fuck away, that was... Goodbye. The show drove Goodbye. off with her. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye to the good show that we knew before. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then there's like there's this exchange between her and Chucky opening the door. Right. He keeps pushing the the RV door back open, and she's like, "Chucky, lock the goddamn door." <laughs> he keeps doing it, and then she holds the door shut and goes, "Lock the door," and she waits until she hears it click, and then she's like, <laughs> <laughs> and she goes back into the house. <laughs> Chucky, lock back the goddamn there. door. Lock the goddamn door. <laughs> and then she like hears it click. And then she, but she's like, she's like looking in on it. And then she hears it click. And then she's like, okay. <laughs> back at the <laughs> diner, the family has gathered to celebrate summer. Sorry, actually, side note back for that previous scene. Well, Chucky goes, well, what happens if mama brings another guy home? And Sheila goes, well, I guess you'll just put a pillow over your head until she's finished. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. She's like, I'm not your mom. I don't know what you want. Right? It's like, she's had it. Back at the diner, the family has gathered to celebrate summer, and they also toast to Lip. Fiona tells Frank to join in on the toast, and he pulls out a beer, and they're like, what the fuck? And he says that he has determined, through extensive research, that his new liver can last him one beer a day. He then asks Fiona for another order of Salisbury steak, but she's like, well, I'll have to pay for it, and she doesn't want to do that. And so he's like, okay, cool, if you do, we'll call it even. And they're like, call what even? And he goes, her trying to kill my son with cocaine. <laughs> Lip's like, whoa, what the fuck, dude? Uh Yeah, Lip's like, Lip goes, why are you even here, Frank? And Fiona's like, just forget it. Like, I'll get him more. So she puts in another order for him. Debbie seems kind of quiet and sad now. So Lip's like, Lip asks what's up because she was just stabbing a doll an hour earlier. And Debbie reveals that Holly and Ellie are ignoring her and they comfort her about it. One of the busboys checks out Ian, who like raises his eyebrows back. He nods back. I recognize that actor and I couldn't place him and I didn't look it up. But I was like, I know you. Should we look it up now? You you keep going. I'm gonna do some research. Hold on. Okay, great. I my my money's on he got murdered on Supernatural. Ross, <laughs> probably. Everyone gets gets murdered on Supernatural. Sean returns from the meeting and introduces himself to Lip. Frank tells Sean that it's so nice of him to hire a felon. And then Fiona introduces Frank, <laughs> whose steak arrives, delivered by this busboy that was hitting on Ian. And then the busboy goes to the bathroom and Ian watches him. Sean then heads back to work, but like squeezes Fiona's arm as he leaves and Lip picks up on it. He's like, um, was that a little arm squeeze? And Jackie, right? He clocks it. And Jackie says that they're always flirting like that. And then Ian. I love Jackie. She's so cute. You found him? Crazy ex-girlfriend. You're kidding. He was a regular on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Who did he play? Hector. Oh my God. From like Josh's group of friends. Yeah. Yeah. And White Josh. Oh, White Josh was the best. <laughs> yeah. Crazy ass girlfriend. Uh, that show That's was so, so good. I really need to rewatch it. I told I yeah. told my parents to watch it the other day. I was like, I was like, you guys should watch Fucking it. It's excellent. really good. But uh Ian excuses himself to go to the bathroom. 
to follow this busboy. And while he's gone, Lip asks Fiona if Ian ever saw the doctor. She says that he refused. So Lip suggests that they talk to Mickey. Which I'm like, oh, that's kind of sweet. Like, they're like, oh, we're having problems with Ian? Like, let's talk to Mickey. They're like, oh, we got the check-in. Yeah. I wish they communicated a little more sometimes. Ian arrives in the bathroom. He looks at himself in the mirror for a moment and then kind of like- That shot of himself looking in the mirror, it's so haunting. It's It's so good. He's like, I'm not going to look at that guy. I don't know who that is. Like, oh, he's he's fucking ashamed. But yeah. He takes a deep breath and then goes into the stall to meet the bus boy. And then we see a shot like of their feet. We see him get on his knees to suck Ian's dick. And then the song that they used for that clip is really dumb, in my opinion. Um, yeah. I just thought tonally it was like a, it was a shift that didn't make sense. But at home, Kev is commentating on the baseball game for the girls, and he he goes, okay, the White Sox are our team, and that other team are the Twins. We hate the Twins. And then one of the babies starts fussing, and he goes, no, not the baby girl Twins, the player <laughs> Twins. <laughs> He's so cute, because, like, he definitely improved on that, because the baby started crying. Right, he was like, he was like, no, no, no. The, the player Twins, not the baby girls. A knock at the door finds him talking to the people we saw Debbie mistake for Jehovah's Witnesses earlier, and Kev does the same. Turns out they're actually part of a realty group interested in buying houses in the neighborhood because supposedly it's on the up and up. Kev's phone rings, so he shuts the door, but he takes their card anyway. And he answers the call from V. Carol is at the bar but willing to come help if he needs her, which he doesn't. Kev informs V that someone from his chat room said that he is Madonna whore complex, that he can't have sex with her because he sees her as, like, just a mother now. And she relays all of this information immediately to Carol. And in the midst of, like, a conversation between the two of them where they're kind of arguing about that, he makes eye contact with Gemma. And he's like, V, I have to go. Because it seems... <laughs> That Gemma has pooped. And and she, she did. did. He like picks her She's covered in shit. He like picks her up and she got like the doo-doo and he's like dancing with her and, he and goes, then goes to put her down. There and he's it like, is. oh, never mind. There, oh, it there it is. And he's like, he's like, that's my girl. And he starts like cradling her and then he gets like shit on his hand. He's like, ugh, that's my girl. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Howie. He is sometimes brilliant. In the Patsy's locker room, Fiona and Jackie discuss their plans for the night. Jackie's apartment hunting because the judge won't let her have her daughter back if she doesn't have a better residence than the motel that she's currently staying at, and Fiona's debating inviting the Davis guy over. Then Sean knocks on the door, and he asks Fiona about her family's check because she didn't charge them for the pie, and she tries to appeal to him. She's like, most of it's going to get thrown out at the end of the night, which is true. Allegedly, I would take (laughs) quote-unquote expired food home from Blarnux when I closed um, and I only um, okay. I only just quit that I job like do. two weeks ago so allegedly I would do that. Allegedly I would take the frozen stuff at the end of the Allegedly night. I would not ring in like four drinks that I made after we closed <laughs> allegedly Dude I was a supervisor <laughs> I was just an employee I but like, I allegedly I would do that Allegedly I do I don't, I don't work for that company. I straight up did yeah. make myself french fries all the time at the little pizza place that I worked at and did not charge myself for them. And it was a place Yum. that I was 16 years old and they were paying me $4 in cash under the table. Jeez. And when Allegedly. I would, <laughs> and when I would make fries for myself, sometimes they would be like, did you pay for those? I'm like, no, I didn't fucking pay for these. Like, I'm not going no. to. <laughs> Dude, when I worked ice cream, free all the time, always. Well, oh, we, yeah. were, we were allowed to have it free, free. but like, you know, I would take like quarto. I would eat like the little. I would eat like the little cakes that we had. I wasn't supposed mm. to eat those, but like we had little cakes for Sundays. I would eat those. I don't know how local this place is, but like this 
brand Taharka, their ice cream is to die for. Mm. They have a key lime pie ice cream. Best shit I ever did Ooh. eat. They had a burger cookie. Have you guys ever had burger cookies? No. What is that? Is oh that a Maryland like thing? A, it's like a short... It probably is. It's like a shortbread cookie, and then it has like this like chocolate icing ganache layer on top, and it's just the best thing ever. Ooh, I'll send you a care good. package. I'll I'll, se- I'll send you guys. Some. Maybe I'll send one back. I also have to send you the. I also have to send you new stickers too, so that I might send them. Oh with it. yeah, we'll talk about this at the end. But she tries to get out of paying him the money for the pie, but he won't budge. So she hands it over from her tips, and he warns her not to take advantage of him just because they're friends. And she apologizes. Like, respect, though, because especially, like, in a place in employment, like, they're hiring, like, ex-cons and felons, and he's gonna be like, don't jip the check, girl. Like, you can't be playing games at this Right, place. well, like, at first he's kind of, like, jo- like, like being playful with her, and then he gets pretty serious, and he's like, he's like, don't take advantage of me just because we're friends. And she, she like, yeah. very playfully, like, apologizes. She's like, sorry, boss. But she gives him the money anyway and does seem to, like, kind of feel bad, but then Jackie teases her and is like, sorry, boss. <laughs> and, and then they, they like, start she starts hitting her with her like wad of cash because fiona is making crazy tips because she's hot as fuck yep true that true that true that at sheila's house we discover that sammy broke in by crowbarring the front door open and she claims that sheila's house is also hers because frank married her and frank comes in and pushes past their argument to like go downstairs to work on his project and in the midst of this argument you're a 45 year old woman i'm 33 you could have fooled me. <laughs> Seriously, get her it's ass. And then so Sheila's just like, well, then fucking act like it. Right. And Frank invites Sammy's date that she brought with her to come downstairs with him, which is the same guy she was playing pool with at the bar. Downstairs, we finally get to see what Frank has been working on. A home-brewed beer. Frank's Milk of the Gods, supposedly the strongest beer ever made. He knows that his liver may only last him six to eight years, so he wants to leave this beer as a legacy. Plus, if he can only have one beer a day, it should be 130 proof. Jesus. Frank taps a jar of beer for the two of them to try somewhere else. He's like, he's like, we need to go to a place more righteous than here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Mickey looks so fucking good in this scene. Oh, he looks so good. So does Fiona. Whew. Yeah, she Whew. does. Yeah. My God. Oh, so does Lip. The three of them look really hot. When they're when scene. they're all walking together, it's like hey. yeah. Oh my god, they look like so powerful. I feel like I see I saw like an edit of like them three when they're like walking. And I'm just like yes. It's so hot and sexy. I love it. It's big outside Mickey's house. Lip and Fiona arrive to find one of the realty flyers stuck in his door, and they they have this like silly exchange because they're like, "Who'd want to buy a house?" And like, how much how much yeah. do you think the houses are going for in this neighborhood? And Fiona goes, "Twenty dollar make you holla." And I love when they're like, "Mickey, we need to talk to you." He's like, "Does no one own a fucking phone anymore?" No, because that's <laughs> true. <laughs> Mickey answers the door. They ask to talk to him. He says that he's on his way to run an errand. Remember dry cleaner Patel? So they should just walk with him. And, and Fiona tr- has a little moment of like, well, how far are you going? He's like, just around the corner. Just leave it alone. Right. Well, she's like, oh, yeah, she's like, how far are you going? Because I got she was like, because I'm on. She was like, I got a ticking time bomb. I'm like, and no. he goes just across the alley. Um, They try to talk to him about convincing Ian to go see that doctor. But Mickey's questioning why he should in the first place if he's fine. Because Mickey doesn't really like know what this is. Yeah. And it's like, I really wish Mickey would have come back before Fiona left. Because it's it's sad that it went that way. And that 
obviously like the one leaving was the reason for one coming back you know because noel and emmy are both so fantastic and they just like kill even in the smallest scenes that they have together like this scene is just Mm -hmm. so fun to watch like i'm like they are seriously talking to each other like real people would yeah which is funny because they are the most characters ever um they arrive to the dry cleaners where mickey proceeds to beat the shit out of patel featuring some very racist insults but but also some of my favorite like like fiona like this is his errand this is his errand um and noel's yelling is pretty funny and and mickey's screaming up he's like yo mrs patel can you jerk your fucking husband off every once in a while so he doesn't come back to my rub and tug ever again? And our obligatory <laughs> Jeremy man. Allen White actually broke in that scene. Side note, he did actually laugh. I love that they kept that I in. know, he was laughing. He was giggling. Because Lip is so brother-in-law with that. I love that. Right? He's like, okay, silly. <laughs> um, but when Mickey comes back, they resume the conversation right where they left off. He just comes, like, walking around. He's like, so this doctor. Right, he literally comes back <laughs> and it's like, no time has passed. He's like, say he gets bipolar or manic or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Mickey asks how they know that Ian's issues are bipolar and not just, like, regular depression from being poor. And so they start to throw out some symptoms. And a few seem to stick in Mickey's brain, but hypersexual rings the most bells. And he fires back kind of as a defense mechanism. He's like, hypersexuality? Uh, you mean horny? What 17-year-old gay kid isn't horny? And while that's true, what Mickey doesn't know is that Ian's gotten off multiple times without him today. Yeah. Twice. At least twice. Twice. Back at Kevin V's, she walks in looking for Kev, and she finds him asleep with the girls in their bed. It's really sweet. It's so sweet. Because they're both in, like, his arms, and they're both, like, I think one of them is, like, awake Yeah, it is. It is really sweet, but poor V just cannot connect. There's, like, nothing behind her in her face but kind of sadness and she goes downstairs and gets a bag of frozen peas for her sore tits and then she gets a beer the first sip like immediately relieving her and also confirming her decision pretty more permanently like not to breastfeed because you're not supposed to drink if you're breastfeeding are you not allowed you're not supposed to to drink while you're breastfeeding well if you like if you like go out for like a girl's night and you have like wine or whatever if you just pump and dump like then you're good until like the next day Mm mm-hmm Right, yeah. It's like you're not supposed to, but some women do every once in a while. Gotcha. At the Gallagher house, Lip's friends whistle for him from outside, but he pretends to be, like, not home. And instead, he texts Amanda and asks her how Miami is. And Lip and Amanda use so many fucking, like, like emoticons. Like, they don't even use emojis, because I don't think emojis were around yet. But they use literally, like, colon, parentheses. (laughs) Lip sends a winky face. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) at the Milkovich house, Ian watches Mickey sleep um obligatory there was a cut sex scene there was a cut sex scene there was a cut sex scene like what the fuck what the fuck they're like (laughs) it would have taken 30 more seconds to include it and like it was the whole it was an important moment they could have gotten rid of that stupid train montage chucky could have peed a little less it was an important moment with Ian too. Like there's, there's, like there's this little moment of him like I can't sleep, but like it's very cute and they're wrestling. But like in the actual sex scene part, and then Ian gets up out of bed and we see him picture a life with Mickey and the baby. It's that scene. <gasps> Wait, it's it's that scene. It's that it's that scene. <gasps> oh my! It is this God. scene that was cut, and it's also just kind of like the grunts in that scene are so silly. Like it was very important to his mental state at the moment and they fucking cut it and i will never understand why besides homophobia right well it's like not just 
They got a whole ass baby <laughs> for that cutscene, and, those, those and white they cut drapes it. and those white outfits. But and it's those, like that white ass fucking background. Where were they? <laughs> but it's like not just not just the whole thing where it's like they cut it, and it was an important thing, like important for their relationship dynamic. But it's also like important to really illustrate like how far gone Ian felt mentally. Yeah, he's having these like delusions of grandeur living in this big fancy white house with Mickey and his kid and they're both happy when in reality it's like Mickey wants basically nothing to do with this kid. Yeah. So. Oh god. I very will never sad. not be mad about it. Do you think we won't get copywritten if we post that clip in the episode post? Um, we can post a, we can post a, a screenshot of it. I'll post it with um sure. the chicken dance Different music. music behind <laughs> it and then maybe <laughs> we won't get taken down. Yeah. And I'll post it in like two times speed um come here sick. army come here army like yes. that had to be noel improvising it had to be <laughs> oh my god ian puts out his cigarette leans over to mickey he asks if he's awake which wakes him up well because he's like he's like are you awake and mickey's like i am now ian's like i can't sleep and mickey's little smile is like again like oh god because his face is smushed into the pillow and he's like mm, again with his eyes still closed he's sleeping like he was sleeping but then it's also like Ugh, the hypersexuality. He had just gotten dicked good. He gotten dicked down good. <laughs> He's worn the fuck out. The hypersexuality because it's like, how many rounds do you think they went before that too? Yeah. Like, Jesus. But either way, implied cutaway sex. They do have sex again. Back at the Gallagher house, V talks to Fiona outside about Kevin the babies. She wanted him to fail taking care of them today just so she could prove how hard it is. But he didn't fail. And then Fiona gets a suggestive text from Davis, complete with the most cringe old guy selfie I've ever seen. He even has a toothpick in his mouth. And it's like so clearly a screenshot that she double taps and zooms in on on the phone. Like that is not how messages work. Like it's so stupid. Yeah. Uh, To keep herself from making a bad decision by sleeping with this guy, Fiona insists that the Gallaghers instead have a pool party. And she yells up to everyone. She's like, "Get, get, get dressed. Like we're getting in the pool. How late are we thinking? It's probably like Frank s- says it like one scene later. It's, it's almost midnight. midnight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, damn. So then she calls Sean and tells him to bring his son over uh, at an outdoor church like park thing. I don't I couldn't really tell what it was. It's like it. I thought it, it just was looks like, like an amphitheater in a park. It's like it It looks like it like if, if, if it's like a big park and there's like a gazebo little like picnic lunch area that's, that's what, what i thought like. but yeah. then it also looked like weirdly churchy to me and also frank's comment about like let's go find somewhere more righteous uh either way frank and his buddy wait for midnight so that his drink quota can reset and then he's ready to just try the beer Frank takes a sip and basically dies because it's literal poison. <laughs> he's the way he's like, he's like, he like turns to the guy, like the face he's like, oh he makes, it's so funny. And then the friend like reaches for the jar to try it. But then Frank chugs basically the whole thing and then promptly passes out. Um, his friend tries the rest of it and spits it all out. He can't even swallow <laughs> it. Back at the house, the Gallaghers are doing chicken fights in the pool. It's Carl and Fiona against Lip and Sean. How sweetly. Lip, Liam, V, and Will, Sean's son, watch from the side. Debbie manages to take Carl down. Ian arrives ready to join in. And Fiona asks where Mickey is. And Ian, like, coyly mentions that he wore him out. Which sounds fun in theory. But the implication of the mania. And wouldn't it have been cool if we could have seen it happen because they literally filmed it. Shaking my damn head. Well, it's just like, it's just like, um, where's the equality? Where's the equality? If 
Where's the respect? Where's the equality? Because then I'm pretty sure we see like several Fiona sex scenes in following episodes. The kids wrestle in the pool as Fiona and Sean make eyes at each other. And they have this like moment where the, a neighbor tells them to shut up. And Fiona's like, you shut up. It's summer. It's summer. Mm-hmm. And that's the last line like, of the episode. Yeah, just setting that scene for like the, the episodes to come. They're like, it's summer. It's fun. We're loud. We're running around. But that's Oh, you didn't end. include the after credit sequence. There's an after credit sequence? There's an after credit sequence. Yeah. The credits roll. And then we come back up to Frank fully naked laid out on one of those picnic tables oh my god getting drawn getting drawn by those yeah i was wondering i thought yeah there's like a group of art students that were like we came out to draw the wildflowers and then we found you and your body is so perfect and you were here (laughs) and we thought you were beautiful you just look so yeah we because it's like so scarred and stuff like they say that no i remember that because i when I was reading about them being in the park, I literally was like, isn't the next scene, like the start of the next episode, Frank waking up naked? But it, it is an after credit sequence. Mm-hmm. It is. Amazing. Um, the end credit song is Make You Feel by With Lions. Next week on Shameless, Fiona is off house arrest. Frank uncovers the reason for the realtors poking around. Lip starts his construction job. Carl is seeing some action with girls. Ian and Mickey run into some homophobic protesters featuring Mr. Howard Eats Pants from iCarly. Yeah! Ian goes postal and Fiona gets into a bar fight but claims that she's not just chaos. Ba-da-ba-ba-da-ba. What an episode. A lot happened in this episode. We have been wow. recording forever. I know. I like Dude, have to pee so time. bad. Right? I'm like, I got dinner waiting for Dude, me. The, the fact that this episode is uh, almost an hour and 40 minutes that we've been yeah, recording. Listen, we had a lot to catch up on and the season... We really this did. This is a great episode. This is a great... Season five is a very solid season right up until the end there. Yeah. I don't know what else there is to say about this episode. We talked enough it about it. Kinda, <laughs> it does kind of speak for itself a little bit. We talked so long. Yeah, like it leaves off at a good note, like a happy fun note, and like it sets us up for what everyone's dealing with in the next coming of weeks. It's summertime. Everyone has a job. Debbie has problems. Carl's on crutches. Fiona got a bunch of men going after her. So, so sorry for making you all wait for so long, but we did make this episode really fucking long to make up for it. Right. Yes, indeed. So you can listen to us be crazy. And I can't express enough how much your hosts now need to eat and pee. Oh my god, I'm so hungry, dude. Uh, so we are going to rush on out of here, uh, but we are very, very excited <laughs> for the rest of the season. It's good to be back, you guys. It's so fun to be back. It's good to be back. Yeah. We needed that little break. It's good to be back. It's summertime. Now that it's actually also, now that it's actually going into summertime, we'll have more free time to record the episodes for you guys. Oh my God. It feels so appropriate. That's another reason I think I want to wait until June. So it'll be like summer. It's summertime. That'd be really fun. All right, everybody. Let's call it a night. Let's get out of here. Follow Let's us on all it. the things. Uh, out do we even have to say it anymore follow the luck we had pod on instagram twitter email us luck we had pod at gmail.com you know where to find our instagrams um look out for new stickers on the luck we had we might have some iridescent holographic gay looking stickers coming out soon maybe maybe not sexy sexy stickers and by might we mean we do (laughs) we do yeah they're coming out soon so just keep an eye on the instagram all of our socials will be linked down in the description of the episode uh, follow us on all the things, and it's good to be back. It is good, it's to, be good back. to be back. I'm, I'm taking so a picture excited. for our podcast Instagram right now of myself with the mic. <laughs> like loveliest. Oh, listeners, ever. also we didn't. I didn't get to tell you guys that wearing my Galovich shirt tonight on our episode. I'm wearing my Luck We Had shirt. 
still available. I'm not wearing a shirt. I'm not branded. I'm in a white tank top. It's okay. You design. I am, I am wearing flannel though. The I'm wearing flannel sticker. um for Ian. Very Ian of you. The most character <laughs> it's ever. It's so true. <laughs> All right, everybody. Until next time. That's it. That's it. We're done. We're getting out of here. Goodbye. 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 Bye. We love you. Hit us up if you need to.